On that Friday, which we now call good, the disciples were devastated. They would never, back then, have called it good. They were afraid. Would what happened to Jesus happen to them? They were worried. They were downcast. They had thought he was the Messiah. He was the one who would rise up and lead Israel to be a great nation, to throw out these Romans, and they would finally be free. And they were guilty. They felt terrible. When Jesus was arrested, except for one, they ran away. It's over. Can you imagine giving yourself three years, following Jesus all that time? And this is the way it ends. Devastating. Now, I know a young priest, of, I was a student of mine when I taught at the seminary. You know what he did in his parish, the way he began his homily? He ran up and down the aisles of the church, yelling as loud as he could, he's alive, he's alive. He ran up and down, I'm not going to do it, but I'm telling you what he did. <laughs> now, there's two things that happened when he did that. The first thing he couldn't help. People went all over that area of South Florida from parish to parish talking about this crazy priest who was running up and down the aisles. The other thing is what he hoped for did in fact happen. They remembered that he said he's alive. They'll never forget it. Yes, he's alive. And that affects everything. Because he's alive, he did send the Holy Spirit to them as he promised. And they burst out of those doors when that Holy Spirit came upon them. They burst out of their fears and they went out and they proclaimed boldly that he is alive. Even though they went to jail, many of them, even though, we, as our tradition says, except for John, all of them died a martyr's death. How did they go from being so scared and timid to being willing to die just like he did? The only way is because he's alive and he sent them the spirit that could make that happen. Now they have a purpose and we do too. Because he's alive, we have a reason to live. We have a mission. We're called, like them, to open our hearts to the Holy Spirit and let that grace flow. Even when it's tough, even when it might be dangerous, to spread the message, to spread his love, to spread his life, and let people know as that candle symbolizes He's alive. Because he's alive, with something he talked about all the time is forgiveness. Forgiveness is not just a principle, but it's a power. It's his power. And he gives us the power to help us forgive others. You know, forgiveness sometimes is easy. If we make a date for something and I completely forget about it, You'll probably be ticked off a little bit, but you'll maybe you'll forgive me pretty easily, I hope. But sometimes forgiving is hard 
because the other person really, really hurt me. I've seen people, though, when they open themselves up to this power of the risen Lord, where it does sometimes happen like that, when there's like a, a dispute in the family and people aren't talking to each other at all, and then somebody has the courage to step forward and say, I'm sorry. And it, it heals immediately. I think when that happens, both parties secretly inside, even though they may not have known it, have been wishing for this. But other times, as you know, forgiveness is a process. I forgive someone from my heart, and it may still take weeks or months or years for the reconciliation to happen. But it will never happen unless I take that step. His power is like a key that opens a locked door. And now the door is able to be moved. It might be a very heavy door, and it takes a lot of grace. And it does take the other side eventually if it's going to be reconciliation. But even if they never reconcile, to be free of that hurt, be free of any desire for vengeance, or the anger or the hatred that might be inside me, it's worth it all for that. Because he's alive, that's possible. Because he's alive, there are no endings, really. I remember I used to work when I was a deacon. I was at Morton Plant Hospital. You know, well, most of you know Monsignor Sippel. He told me, if you're going to learn how to be a priest, you've got to be in a hospital. So he'd send me over there almost every day. And I, they had a little book. And inside the book was the story of the calming of the sea. And I thought, what a great story, you know, that the storm's going on. The disciples who are uh, skilled fishermen, are, they even they're afraid. And Jesus is sleeping in the boat. And they wake him up. Lord, don't you see we're about to die here? And he gets up calmly, calms the seas. Where is your faith? Why did you falter? Now, I read that and thought, if I'm going to the hospital, that's a great story. But then I thought, what about the people who come here and they're not going home? They're not going to be healed. Does this not apply? Well, that's what this day is all about. Even there, even in death, when I'm following Christ, he comes to give, even after death, a life that we can't even imagine. You see, because he's alive, there are no dead ends. There is no tomb that can hold us. So how are we called to live this great reality in our everyday lives? Consider this brief encounter. A priest I used to work with at the seminary was helping out on Easter Sunday at one of the nearby parishes. And after he was saying goodbye to all the people as they were going home, all of a sudden he heard a voice, where's Jesus? And he looked around and he didn't see anybody. And then he heard it again, where's Jesus? He looked down and there is a little boy and he's insistent. It seems he was there on Good Friday and a sarcophagus of Jesus was placed in front of the altar. So he saw Jesus 
and he wanted to know, where is he now? So the priest said to him, well, he's risen. He's alive. Well, where is he? And the priest bent down and he pointed right at the boy's heart and he said, he's right in here. Well, the boy's eyes got big and he said, well, how do I get him out? <laughs> and the priest began to tell him about, you know, obeying his mom and being kind, sharing his things with other people, especially those in need. Well, evidently that satisfied him and he ran off to join his parents. I love the existential questions. Where's Jesus? How do I get him out? That's our mission. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with someone you know. God bless you. If you'd like to subscribe to the Seeds of Hope Reflections, just search Seeds of Hope with Father Mike where you get your podcasts.